Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you're listening to The Economist Asks. I'm Anne McElvoy, head of Economist Radio. And this week we ask, is Angela Merkel likely to be Germany's next chancellor or on her way out? Coming up, we'll hear how a year of turbulence has shaken up Germany's usually placid politics. From Brexit... Well, at first there was, a, I think, huge surprise um, that the uh, referendum had the result it did have. To the ongoing refugee crisis. The biggest mistake Angela Merkel has made was to announce that the German state wouldn't be able to control its borders. And the all-important question of whether Merkel can match her mentor, Helmut Kohl, by seeking a fourth term in office. She doesn't say, of course, but I don't see anyone who would step into her shoes right now. Europe has spent the last few months in a churn of political instability, leaders falling from power and grace, popular movements emerging to further shake up the system and the ongoing refugee crisis inflaming passions and creating new waves of voter anger on the left and right. A year after Angela Merkel was lauded for her decision to allow around a million refugees from the war in Syria and other Middle East and North African countries to settle in Germany, the far right is resurgent. The Alternative for Deutschland party is making strides in a series of state elections. And Merkel's Christian Democrats, the CDU, have had a disappointing run of results, losing fully 12% of their vote in the usually loyal state of Baden-Württemberg, a vote that alarmed the party hierarchy. And the CDU has also bowed out of the coalition government in Berlin elections last Sunday, winning just over 17% of the vote. Since she became Chancellor in 2005, Angela Merkel has had a steadfast approach to power and solidly high personal ratings, but that's under threat. Half of Germans doubt she's done a good job in the last year. So will she step down or run for Chancellor again and attempt to build a coalition with herself at the head of it? Last week, I went to Potsdam to attend the M100 German Colloquium. I've set out to find some of the most interesting historians, analysts and journalists here in Germany, here at the conference, and to find out what they make of Germany's challenges. What are the cares and worries of today that will keep the Chancellor awake at night? Among the gathered political expertise at M100, I wanted to take the temperature of Angela Merkel's premiership and her future in German politics. My name is Silke Tempel and I'm editor-in-chief of a foreign policy magazine called Internationale Politik. I asked Silke how Merkel had initially reacted to the Brexit vote. My impression was that shortly after the results came out, she was anything but happy. But she was one of those who did not use very strong words. I mean, she said, let's just sort it out. Because there was a problem right after the Brexit and there was, what can we do? We have to act quickly in order to, to not allow that to become contagious within the European Union. So it has to hurt the Brits or they have to see that it hurts. But you cannot tell them 
that will hurt them for a democratic decision. People have decided what they want and they've decided democratically and we have to accept this. So she's been very laid back in a sense and trying to sort of tone down the rhetorics shortly after the Brexit, which I thought was a relief. You know, harsh words are sometimes, no, they're never really helpful. No one has her finger more firmly on the pulse of popular opinion than Tanit Koch, editor-in-chief of the Bild Zeitung, the country's leading tabloid. So I went to her to assess the wider response in the country. Well, at first there was, a, I think, huge surprise um, that the uh, referendum had the result it, it did have. Um, I, I feel that... Uh, people still haven't quite realized what it will mean. Um, some people think uh, it's, it's going to, to be detrimental for, for the UK. Uh, others, uh, and I, I include myself in this, uh, uh, I'm afraid that it's going to, um, to have uh, worse uh, effects on, on Germany within EU than it will have uh, eventually on the long, long run uh, for Britain. Why on Germany? Why do you think there'll be a particularly bad impact on Germany? Well, you see, Germans, uh, especially high-ranking German politicians, are notoriously pro-European for uh, good and historical uh, reasons. Um, however, uh, we always needed, I, I feel, the Euroscepticism coming from Britain. Um, and uh, also, if you look at the, the major European countries, France, which is in a uh, slightly sclerotic state, one might say, uh, Italy uh, having other problems... Um, you, you always needed uh, Great Britain um, with that common sense approach um, and sort of a, a liberal free market uh, approach that will be um, dearly lacking uh, once Britain is leaving. And with Germany facing a particular challenge in the aftermath of Brexit, to measure how Merkel is likely to respond, I spoke to a man who knows her like no one else, her biographer, Stefan Cornelius. Well, Angela Merkel will be very pragmatic in the end, and she definitely wants to maintain some proper and, and workable relations with the United Kingdom. However, her main aim now is to keep the other 27 from disintegrating. So everything she would do to please Britain would be reflected immediately on the European side and could be taken from any other country as another kind of cherry-picking and special treatment for, uh, for Britain. And this is something Merkel really has to avoid. Bild Zeitung's editor, Tanit Koch, believes that Merkel won't be looking to retaliate against the British. First of all, Angela Merkel has made it very clear that she's not into any, 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 any sort of punishment rhetoric at all. And I think she's actually told people off for this. So I think there was a, a bit of, uh, hey, press to get out of here, talk coming from, uh, from Brussels. Um, and there were certain voices in Berlin, but not Merkel. But she also, as much as she, I think, wants uh, to keep up uh, a friendly partnership, she does know that from a European perspective, EU perspective, this cannot come at any price. But there's a conundrum now for Angela Merkel. If she pushes for stronger European integration in response to Brexit, she puts herself up against the populist right, represented by the AfD, Alternative for Deutschland. And in clashing with the AfD about her project, no issue has put her under more pressure than that of immigration. That debate, fired by Merkel's willingness to allow up to a million refugees into Germany, points to a crucial distinction, as the historian and analyst Andreas Röder explains. Germans, Germans most of all, uh, speak about the refugees crisis, mm. refugees question or the refugees crisis, 
which uh, is somewhat different from the term migrants uh, and at the same time expresses a, a certain kind of German understanding of a very humanitarian way of German, understand uh, of German understanding of the question quilling a migrant with a refugee. One year after the crucial decision under Angela Merkel took at the beginning of September or in the early September of 2015, on the one hand I would say it was a great humanitarian action of German government and of Germans as well. Germans turned out to be a really humanitarian country. I think we have to say that. And at the same time, we see that uh, it, Germany was obsessed by incredible illusions. People uh, equaling every migrant with a refugee and hoping that it was all uh, that, uh, that there was um, a number of exclusively highly trained and skilled people uh, coming from Syria and not realizing that um, it might be completely different. Stefan Cornelius, her biographer, is broadly sympathetic to her undertaking. He feels that people exaggerate the scale of the problem. But he did admit to me that the controversy over the refugee crisis had swelled the ranks of Merkel's detractors. Right now there is a strong public opinion that Angela Merkel is the wrong person right now in the Chancellery. People fear that she has lost control. And people do want to have some vindication that the decision over the past year to accommodate all those refugees was wrong. Stefan outlined for me how Merkel defends herself. She says, I couldn't have stopped that anyway. Uh, there were 18,000 people coming on a single day. How the hell should I have stopped them? Shoot them, push them back into the sea. But Andreas Röder feels that the strategy has been an enormous mistake. The biggest mistake Angela Merkel has made was to announce that the German state wouldn't be able to control its borders. This is nothing else than the announcement of surrender of the state. One way or the other, the heated conversation on refugees and migration has added a new edge to German politics, a Silke Temple reflects. I, I've seen quite a few election campaigns. I've never seen that much hatred and I've never seen that much rage. The problem with migrants also complicates coalition building, crucial to maintaining power in Germany. Tanit Koch. In order to basically run again for Merkel, she knows that she must collect the, the sister party, the more conservative traditional Bavarian sister party, CSU, into the uh, counted into the equation and, and um, come to terms and sort of bring them back into the team, which will not be an easy task because they, from a pretty much um, early early sense onwards have uh, uh, fought for um, limits of, of, of refugee uh, immigration, etc. And this week we heard her extend an olive branch to other parties in a speech that admitted the country had been ill-prepared for the influx of people and that her tone had at times been misunderstood as too optimistic. So what are the chances of Angela Merkel being Chancellor again in a year's time, despite present domestic anger and the attendant challenges of dealing with Brexit? The people I spoke to in Potsdam shared the view that this is the season when her fortunes will be made or unmade. And even if she does decide that she'd like to keep her briefcase in the Kanzleramt, it may not be such a good idea. Andreas Röder told me that from a historian's perspective, a fourth term is often a very dicey prospect. I think there is a common experience uh, Konrad Adenauer made as well as Helmut Kohl and possibly Angela Merkel that from a certain point onwards they regard themselves as indispensable. And possibly Angela Merkel is making this experience at the moment. 
However, as historian I have to say, a German chancellor in its fourth tenure never really was able to do a good job. If she does decide to run again, however, Stefan Cornelius says there's a big job and it starts right now. First of all, Merkel has to rally her party behind her now. Um, right now we have this huge emotional upheaval within the CDU, CSU uh, and those, this feeling that she is the wrong person at the helm of the party. We do have the opponent AFD now, the right-wing populist party coming up, really challenging the conservatives. And this is why she first of all has to consolidate her own base. One analyst is betting that Merkel will give it another go. Silke Temple. She doesn't say of course, but I don't see anyone who would step into her shoes right now. We still have a few months to go and a lot of things can happen, but my guess right now would be that she'd run again. And according to Tanit Koch, the maths is on Merkel's side and the rise of the right-wing AFD, far from being a threat, could ultimately serve to rearrange the dynamic of the German parliament in Angela Merkel's favour. Because of the, the party situation in Germany, if, if the uh, AFD, that new uh, right-wing populist party, will make it into parliament, um, it's, it's quite hard not to, to see Angela Merkel as chancellor simply because of the numbers. So there you have it. Angela Merkel's position is vulnerable. But in the absence of a more formidable competitor, well, she still has a fighting chance. And the signs are she's keen to use it. But what's your bet? Will it be Merkel who comes out on top and keeps the top job in Europe? Sagen Sie uns Bescheid. Let us know. We're at Economist Radio on Twitter. You can also send us emails to radio at economist.com. That's it from this week's programme in London and Potsdam. This is The Economist. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.